What's good, everybody? You are now in the mix. It's your big dog, K6. Shatown's finest, Carlton, you dig? Your girl, Leah, is here in good spirits, man, holding things down. We're going to hold it down for her, as always, and always behind the scenes, your girl. So, if it classy, this is episode 64. Let me tell y'all, we missed y'all very much. We back, and we back. That's a whole fact. But before we get into anything, we're just going to take a quick moment of silence for our very own Roxy. We're going to hold it down with that. Rest in peace to Roxy. I already know. I had the best pit bull I've ever encountered in my life. The most loving pit bull I've ever encountered in my life. But you know, we'll, we'll hold all of that down during Shop Talk for later on tonight. But shout out to our sponsors. Black owned everything as always. Rich King Brand, which my good brother, Shot House Finest Carlton, you dig, is dripped down in right now. That's actually yeah. a good fit right there. Good, yeah, good yeah, fit. Yeah. You know, head to toe. Head to toe, head to toe. Sour Life Clothing Line, and of course, Black Owned Wine Company. The ladies holding it down. Wine o'clock, make sure y'all check them out. You guys been looking for some good wine? Check them out, man. That's Black Owned. Why not support them? I just feel like. We have so much to catch up on, bro. It's a lot to it's a lot to do. It's a lot it, to talk about. It's a lot to talk about, we man. We have to get into it. Definitely, uh, yeah. It, oh yeah, yeah. We definitely have to, man. And I, I figure, you know, we switch things up a little bit with, um, with the what what you mixing up, of course. Um, you know, we 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 enjoy getting the feedback from our mixers. Always appreciate that. So we try to try to switch it up for you guys a little bit. Hit you with some news off first, then we'll catch you in with the sports. Then we'll dive into the entertainment. And y'all know we got the shop talk flowing for y'all. And of course, you know, we got Whose Man's Is This and more. But before all of that, man, because, you know, we're still in the month of July. I ain't even get to tell y'all about the birthday. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Celebrated my Scotty Pippen year in Pippen LA. Year. It was very good. It was very good. I had a great time. For the white people out there, that's Larry Bird, yeah. You, you, right, right, right. <laughs> Yo, and it was crazy because... When I was uh, thinking about it, bro, you know, I, I got tight even more when I got out there because I really thought about it. I'm like, all right, cool. You're not going to grab the Pippen jersey, number right. 33. But then I'm like, damn. It dawned on me. I could have got the Kareem jersey. Kareem Abdul. And I, and I really off. wasn't thinking about it until I got over to the Staples Center and I'm, I'm standing next to a statue and I'm just like, damn. Definitely could have got the Kareem. I, I could have got the Kareem, so I'm tight about that. But it's cool. It's cool, because I already know what jersey I'm going to rock for the 34. Got to go with Ray Allen. I got to go with Ray Allen. And Ray Allen. The thing yeah. about the Ray Allen is Milwaukee Bucks Ray Allen or Seattle Supersonics Ray Allen? You don't know. Because I think he had a different he had a different number in Boston and in yeah, Miami. He did. He did. Um... That's a tough one because yeah, yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks throwback jerseys are tough. And the Seattle Super Hunt Supersonic throwbacks are tough too. So yeah, I don't tough. know. Uh, you gotta make that decision. Yeah, you got, I'm about to think about year. that. Yeah. You got about a year. Yeah, I got about a year, man. But it was definitely good, man. Came back home from my trip, caught the car. So, you know, everything's been up, man. 2021 has definitely been. Um, a, a good year. There's certain things that I that I put out there that I wanted to claim. I've been praying on it, made it happen. 
So, you know, shout out to everybody who held it down whenever I needed a ride to the crib or came and got me to go somewhere. I appreciate y'all. Just know, anytime you need a ride, your boy got y'all. Just know that. I'm going to hold it down, man. We're going to see We gonna see how long that lasts because yeah, all my drivers exactly. out there, yeah. y'all know. <laughs> After a while, you're going to be like, all right, man, goddamn. Nah, for real, cause- <laughs> Yo, listen, man, because, you know, I, I, Aaron Aaron lives, like, 10 minutes from me. I'd be like, yo, Aaron, can you cook her? She's like, I don't feel like it. Like, damn, where are we 10 minutes apart? Like, let's go to town. 10 minutes away. Right, man. But, nah, it's been good, though. It's been good. But, man, let's, how's everything been with you, man? Uh, It's been, it's been uh, getting better, you know. Yeah. Everything definitely was not okay. Right, right. But, you know. We 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 uh we don't go through things. We get through things on these sides. So that's a whole fact. Hold it down. It's good. It's good that you've been staying strong, bro. Always good, man. You know, family gonna hold you down no matter what. So let's dive right in, man. Cause what you mixing up? We we have a lot to discuss, and I feel as though a lot of folks have already you know had a chance to touch on it via social media, whatnot. But I feel like they didn't get a chance to hear our perspective on things. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you know, we're gonna start with some news here. Um, because the Olympics out of Tokyo definitely been bugging out as of late. Oh, my God. Uh, where do we begin? I guess we can actually really start... Um, we can start with, you know, the athletes not, um, being permitted to wear swimming caps um, designed for the natural hair during the Tokyo Tokyo Olympics. We know why that is. We, we definitely know why that is. You know, because any any... Any advantage that they can get right. over black people, they're going to try to go for it. Because how does that even make sense? What can you do about your natural hair? How does that even make sense? Bro, honestly, I was really trying to think about it as well. But it's just like, damn. It, it, I, I just feel as though they, they know that blacks really take over the Olympics. Yeah, they do. And they it's like you either trying to force people to cut their hair so they can rock whatever swimming cap y'all want to do. Or y'all going to try to handicap them. Like, right, you, know, you can't rock this, so do whatever you're going to do, which is ridiculous. But because mm-hmm. I'm starting to realize too, the Olympics is more about it's like they they have an image that they think that they portraying mm-hmm. more than it being people being the best at whatever you know the sport is that they're competing in in the Olympics. But the is thing like, is, but the crazy part is, is is like it makes you question. Well, what is that? What's that image, image? Right, that right. they're looking for? Right. Because the whole thing about it is that it's literally the world stage. It's literally yeah. countries picking the best people at whatever their respective sport is that they're doing and competing mm-hmm. them against the rest of the world. Right. And it's like, yeah, y'all can do that. You would think if that's the case, it's it's not really bound to any rules or restriction like the way that they're trying to make it to be, especially if some of these rules and restrictions are only like rules and restrictions in certain countries. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it really don't make sense. And then you got stupid stuff like this, the swimming cap thing. That just that just don't make no sense at all. But it's like the only people that they're handicapped is black people. And it's right. obvious. Which is really ridiculous. And on, on top of that, I mean, you got to think too. Natural hair, of course, they're trying to handicap our black women out here. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's kind of like, okay, if we handicap them from that, then maybe they'll want to just like not participate make it what easier for the white white people, to, white people to, to here's the thing white people just need to understand no matter what the sport is no matter what it is in the business world you name it black people are still going to find a way to succeed no matter what 
that that that's just what it is. I understand that y'all don't like the fact that we really know how to, you know, take over in, in any aspect, yeah. not just yeah. sports. Every aspect. Every aspect in life. <laughs> we just know how to take over, right? It's a fact. Black, brown, no matter what. Y'all, y'all, y'all hate to see us thrive at everything that we do that y'all think y'all could do better. But it, it's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. But this was really, this was really the discussion that we didn't get a chance to, you know, give our input on. All right. So everyone knows um, that Shakari, right? It's Shakari. Shakari. I want to make Shikari. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, cool, cool. Shikari Richardson. Um, she was uh, disqualified for failing a drug test. Yep. And of course, we all know at times when, because her, her mother had passed away, her biological mother had passed away, um, probably what, a couple of days before or after she had got the news that she mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. been qualified for the Olympics. Everyone deals with coping differently. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, assuming that, you know, the weed was helping her just cope through what she was going through on top of, like, being this big public um, black sports figure in the Olympics with track and field. I mean, you name it. Her name was just ringing bells. So, all of that attention, the media, no matter what. So, I'm pretty sure it was probably difficult. She, She probably just took the weed. Yeah. And so so from that, because there's two different ways I want to go from that thing. Okay. The first one is, of uh, recently, uh, Megan Rapinoe, soccer player, well, mm-hmm. football for the, the worldly people out there. Right. Player. Um, she was, like, promoting cannabis products during the Olympics, you know, which is like, I saw that. I saw that, yeah. Right. So for one, it's almost like a slap in the face mm-hmm. when it's like you literally are saying, and, and they pretty much coming down to an argument between CBD and THC. And it's like, uh, they both derive from the same cannabis plant. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And even CBD products have a certain amount of THC in it. So, right. so that it could show up on a drug test. So now it's like the fact that it, the Olympics felt like it was even cool to allow her to advertise that, which of which this is no fault to her. Because, you know, you should be able to use both. THC, CBD, whatever. We should be legal worldwide, period. Right. But... The fact that they allowed that after they just made a really, really big deal about it for Shikari mm-hmm. is the it's like, how are y'all even, how don't y'all see how messed up that is? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Clearly, we know Megan Rapinoe, she's not black. You know what I'm saying? And then, of course, with all of the other stuff, the abstract stuff that don't mean nothing but mean something, like the way that Shikari looked like with her hair and her nails and stuff like that, her mm-hmm. being a black woman. And they don't like that stuff either. So yeah. now it's like, you're going to try to amplify it up even more. Which leads to my next point, which was the arguments behind all of that, because it was like you either had you had two sides of the of the story. You had the people that was like, "Oh well, she knew the rules," and then the other people was like, "Well, the rules are bullshit." Yeah. And the thing about it is that um, two things can be true, because my take on that was, yeah, she knew the rules. Mm-hmm. We knew the rules. Not only forget the fact that she knew the rules, she didn't know if she was going to qualify. She did not know if she was going to qualify. That's true. The fact that she did, cool, that's excellent. But she also took full accountability for that. So for all the people... That's another fact. You know, for all of the people that was like, well, she knew the rules and they were still talking to her as if she didn't take accountability for her actions. Yeah. It was like, you know, clearly, you know, she she did that. On top of the fact that, you know what I'm saying, we know now after that that 
those rules is bullshit. You should mm-hmm. be allowed to. And then because when I looked at the rules, it was like, so you know how certain drugs are, they're prohibited for the Olympics because they right. are like performance enhancement or they, uh, they, they. One of the rules was literally like it's, it gives like a bad image, mm-hmm. and it was like pretty much that's how they trying to play it with that because it's not enhancing of anything. As a matter of fact, for a lot of these people in the Olympics, especially from what we're seeing now. They be in there going through shit. They be depressed. They be like, you know, trying to like calm down and relax. They be anxious and hyperactive because yeah. they are on the world stage, you mm-hmm. know, grieving like she was. Yeah. And they use that to calm down. And also, we know people be using THC to recover for decades. Like they've been using that for forever. Mm-hmm. So it's like you would think that the Olympics would allow weed. Like, and then for the people that just came in Chicago, I just felt like it was just it was out of pocket. Like, yeah, she knew the rules. And we know the rules is bullshit, but also the this is this is the the biggest thing for me with the Olympics. I would think that the Olympics number one priority would be to showcase the best in the world at whatever the sport is. So it's like if y'all y'all really gonna let her not compete because of some weed, and it's like we know that the other people she would have been competing against. We're not as good as her. So mm-hmm. now we can't see the best in the world yep. because she smoked some weed. Are you serious? Yeah. They're losing because of that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Olympics are definitely losing. Uh, yeah, it was tough. It was tough um, because I was thinking, too, like, yeah, she does know the rules. But I feel yeah. as though it's, it's, it's kind of like, but she was also going through something. Yeah. So I can't even be mad at her or fold her and be like, oh, she let us down. Because there was a lot of folks like, yeah, she let us down. And now we shouldn't even watch the Olympics. And it's like, um, you have to think. She's not the only black person who qualified to make the Olympics. So you can't just ban it because of one situation that we all agree is pretty much bullshit. Yeah. Like, it, it really is. And it's messed up, too. But it... The one thing I can say, it didn't bring her down. Oh, not like at you, all. Like you said, I mean, she owned up to it. She owned up to you it. You know, it wasn't something like she was trying, you know, to cover up or make an excuse. Like, she owned up to it, handled it well, went on about her life. She kept all her endorsements and all of that. Nike still rocked with her. All like, of that. Right. She's still good. She was at the ESPYs. Looking good as hell. Holding it down. So, I mean, it's cool. She got next year. Oh yeah, and but she'll be back. Well, I don't know if she'll be able to compete. And I, I know they said that one of the joints she wouldn't be able to compete with, but her suspension was only for like a month. Yeah. So like the beginning of August, she will be back eligible. But it's still like we missed out on this time because of something yeah. as stupid as her smoking weed. It's crazy. It's definitely crazy. It's you know which leads us next to another a, a goat herself and what she does herself. You know Simone Biles. Um, she withdrew from the final Tokyo Olympics team competition uh, due to medical issues. Now, they said it wasn't injury-related, but it's due to mental health. It is. She did say And that. I think a lot of sports really need to start focusing in on mental health with these care about athletes. Right. Um, I, I think they need to start promoting that more because a lot of Athletes have been coming out lately, you know, struggling with mental health, how they're able to, you know, deal with it. Sometimes, prime example, Ricky Williams, his coping mechanism was weak. 
That that was the best way to really keep his anxiety down. He 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 put his whole career on the line several times for that. To oh get yeah, that point across. definitely. Yeah. I mean, if had it, had it not been for that, he definitely would have been in the Hall of Fame for sure. He and, definitely would have been in the Hall. Again, another example of a great talent. Mm-hmm. We watched the NFL to see people like Ricky Williams yep. and something like him smoking weed prevented us from seeing that. Yeah, because of the NFL, it doesn't make no sense. And then. Uh, they they were asking Simone Biles questions about the look. Like, they asked her if she felt like she had the weight of the world on her shoulders. And she said, yeah, that shit is heavy. You know what I'm saying? And then they, she was like, you know, it's been really stressful, this Olympic Games. It's been a long week, a long Olympic process, a long year. And she was saying she think they were they all were a little too stressed out and they should be out there having fun. And that's not the case. They're not even having fun out there. Yeah. And they can't relax. We know people smoke weed to relax. You know what I'm saying? There's several different ways to use THC or several different amounts to take whatever that you mm-hmm. need to relax and calm down. And I would think, again, the most important thing would be the product. If we want to see these athletes perform in tip-top shape mentally and physically, you should think that, like, you know, as long as they're not using no, like we said, performance-enhancing drugs, Right. in all fairness, they should all be able to, you know, use weed if they want to. Yeah. Um, I definitely agree with you on that. And I think, I think also, too... Um, it's been a lot of talks with how you know the judges want to score her, yeah, as, as well. Oh, yeah, that was that was a um, thing too, which I think is trash again. Like you mentioned, y'all select the best. Now, if no one else is the best, and you know what she does in her field of gymnastics, oh, yeah. y'all can't fault anyone for that. <laughs> like she has been doing this for God knows how long, oh, and man. she's just gifted at what she does. She's the goat. You cannot be upset with that. She's the goat. Like you can't be upset with that. So I mean, for them to try to, okay, well you know we're we're just gonna score her a little differently because no one else can no really else do can what do she's. Who are you that, comparing? This is this is a competition. Competition is me versus. Her versus her versus all of us versus each other. So if what she's doing is something that the other people can't do, then they're gonna have to get on her level. Clearly, right. like you just gonna have to give her the, the give her the gold every time, and yeah. that's just what she it is. Shouldn't to, she shouldn't have to dump, dump her skill set down. Imagine that. To, come on. You know what this remind me of? This remind me of um, quick story back in the day, Bill Russell and the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. So. Back during those times, we know the Boston Celtics were like the quote-unquote token white team, right? So part of the reason, like, the Celtics wanted to go after Will Chamberlain, too. But they ended up going after Bill Russell because they said, you know, Bill wasn't as talented as Will was. And we know Will Chamberlain had a season where he averaged 50 points, 25 rebounds, and, like, he was wilding out. He scored 100 in the game, all of that. And they were pretty much saying that they needed a black guy on their team that was good enough but for one, we knew the black guys was better than all the white guys. Mm-hmm. But they needed a black guy on their team to make sure that they could win championships. The white team, the predominantly white team could win championships. But they didn't want a black guy that was so good that he was going to completely overshadow all of the other white players. So they picked Bill Russell over Will. And, of course, we know they ended up winning. You know, Bill Russell got 11 rings out of 12 appearances in 13 seasons as a player. Which is absurd, but we also know that you know that's that's a part of that reason. That. Yeah. That's a part of that reason. It was like, and they just was just like, instead of us dumbing down Will Chamberlain, we just gonna pick Bill Russell and our team versus the Lakers, and they beat him and all that. But 
It's the same kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any freaking sense. Racism. Racism. You know how I always feel. Racism takes a special kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like It's the distinct kind of stupid. Hell yeah, man. Um, so let's see. But, you know, hold it down. Take all the time that you really need. Um, shoot, we still rooting for you. You still the GOAT no matter what. And, damn, fans aren't permitted at the Olympics at all now because the numbers have spiked yeah. over there in Tokyo, China. So, yeah, numbers keep rising. So now it's, it's tough. And I also heard that they have, you know, the the, the athletes there sleeping on, like, um, cardboard. 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 They, was, they, they had a whole thing, like, a lot of these athletes got TikToks and all of that. So they were mm-hmm. showing... Uh, they were showing the different ways, like this, literally, they was like, you guys wondering if they really made out of cardboard? And they was like lifting up the mattress and it literally was like, they took cardboard boxes and tried to make them as stable as they could, put a mattress on top of it. And they was like running and like jumping on it to see if it would bend. And they was breaking their beds and all that crap. And they was like, this is ridiculous. No. This is this is what they have, the world's best athletes. Like, this is what they rest on. This is. With something like this, it, it, it'll make you think too, like, okay, with everything that's been going on and the, the type of treatment that they're Man. getting over there, like, would they actually get these stars to, like, these athletes to, you know, want to participate come next year? I mean, granted, yeah, this like, is the nah. biggest stage, but let's be realistic. You really think about it. If you lose lose out majority of the talented black folks around in the world, Nobody's gonna care about this no one's going to care about them like Especially when we know that they got other ways to showcase their talents. Like, you know, definitely. Uh, uh, other competitions where we can still see these same athletes. Oh, hell the yeah. Olympics are going to realize that they're missing out. Mm-hmm. Also, also, too, I got to throw this in there. The uh, the U.S. was up in a lot of these. Yeah. We, we used to dominate. And I, I specifically want to call out the U.S. men's basketball team. Oh, my gosh. Because... This, this made me realize one thing about NBA basketball versus the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. NBA basketball has the most talent, but they don't have the best gameplay like we think. We think talent equals gameplay, but then we're seeing how they're playing against a lot of the stuff that they do and can get away with in the NBA. Yeah. They're trying that against these other teams, and they're losing. Like not, not only are they losing, but they're looking stupid out there. Like They're trying to flop for calls, and the refs are like, we don't call that. This ain't the NBA. You're not getting <laughs> right. us all shit. Keep playing. Like we not giving mm-hmm. out, and they losing to people where it's like, and it's funny too because I know I don't know if you've seen the Damian Lillard quote, but he was just like, man, a lot of these players like they don't play like this in the NBA, like how they play for their for their home country, and they probably like, yeah, we can't in the NBA because y'all rules, y'all be doing all of the bullshit, so mm-hmm. now we're gonna bust y'all out. Hell yeah, yeah, man, that's the thing. Like they're they're actually sleeping on their competition. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. literally they're sleeping heavy. Literally. The competition's like, okay, y'all want to sleep on us? This is a team now game. Now we're about to make y'all work. This is a team game at the end of the day. Yeah. It doesn't matter what your talent level is if you're not using that to work mm-hmm. and win the right way. And with that being said, I got to shout out to the women's U.S. basketball team because they are undefeated and they on their way to uh, winning their seventh gold medal in a row. So yes. shout out to them. So shout out to... I, you, know what I, you know what I really love? Um, the fact that, like, I think... Uh, over over the years, like a lot of notice has been going on for women's basketball because I know uh-huh. beforehand, you know, we probably used, we used to think that like it wasn't as entertaining because you're not used to seeing a lot of women, you know, dunking yeah, when yeah. they go in that. But you have women who can dunk. Stuff. 
and you have women that can bring the entertainment to the game and it's just like damn you really sit there and you like really intrigued by the game because too like at some point you want to become fathers someday and you and there are fathers out here who have a daughter and if she decides that she wants to play basketball you're going to be right there be right studying there. the game with her being at those games supporting her so i think it i think it's really great and um which is also dope too shout out to candace parker because she'll actually be on the cover of NBA 2K. Chicago's very young, Candace Parker. So, oh, yeah. And she's a Chi-Town native. So, yeah, And she man. plays for the Chicago Sky, by the way. So, she, so, so that's very big, man. So, just shout out to the ladies continuing to dominate, man, and um, putting a lot on notice. Pay those women the money that they deserve. They should definitely get paid big time out here. So, continue doing great things, man. Moving on. Uh, let's see here. So we've talked about this on um, a few episodes with the NCAA athletes now being able to get paid for their likeness uh, with the with their name. And um, who else would take advantage of this? Master P, because he's been doing a hell of a job. Oh, his son, yeah, his his son, uh, what's his name? Hersey Miller mm-hmm. attends Tennessee State University, which is an HBCU. So shout out to him attending the HBCU. As soon as the NCAA changed that rule, he signed a $2 million deal the next day. It was like they knew it was about to happen. They were oh, yeah. waiting for them to announce it so that he can go ahead and sign it. And what better money. way to, to do it with probably one of the best businessmen in the game, Master P. OG. So OGP. I have to be OGP. honest with you, I'm really excited for the athletes. Um, they definitely need this, and they definitely deserve this. Shouldn't get punished for anything because... As everyone knows, attending college isn't, you know, easy. It's very expensive. It gets hard at times as well, especially when you can't have your own money or, you know, contact your parents for some money to want to get groceries. We've all experienced it. I'm talking about they were so petty with the NCAA that they would be like, if your coach or something like that bought you lunch, that's considered breaking the rule. It's crazy. It's really crazy. So I will say this, uh, just from my man's Reggie Bush, his Heisman Trophy. Run that, run that, because he earned it. I ain't going to lie. He definitely earned it. I know you remember that season. Oh, bro. That might have been, that year, that might have been like my favorite year in college, like football. That and like the old, the you back in the day. Yeah, oh my god. But Reggie Bush, I ain't going to lie. Reggie Bush probably, he probably was like my favorite college athlete. Watching him that season. Yeah, he was balling out. He was balling out. Still lost to Vince Young. Right. But he was, I would, yo, pro, he was bro, I'm not going to lie. That was probably like one of the best college football uh, yeah. championship games yeah. I've, I've watched. Oh, yeah. Like that that game was, that was a hell of a game. That was a hell that of a game. game. What's, the, what's, what's another game I can name? The, the Auburn, Alabama. The, uh, oh, the yeah. Six. Yep. I remember exactly that was, what I was at. That was a crazy ass game, too. So, yeah, so man. He's, uh, Run him, this, run him that run him that Heisman, please. Yeah, yeah just that, that's definitely going to be good, man. So, Shine it up real nice, too. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So more news that we didn't uh, get to discuss. But, you know, again, there's always split sides to everything. So you have the sides that, you know, are ex- excited about it. Then you have the sides who are like, he's guilty. He did that. He should, you know, rot in hell. Um, as we all know, Bill Cosby was released, and there were some mixed feelings on that. It was. There was a lot of mixed feelings on that. 
Um, again, like I said, you had a lot of folks who were thrilled about it. One mm-hmm. of those being Lisha Richard, mm-hmm. um, who made a tweet. That tweet actually rubbed a lot of folks the wrong way, and a lot of those folks at another HBCU, Howard University, where students felt like she should be fired. Of course, you know, people go to the extreme. Yeah. Um, so that was... I, 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 think we, I think we live in a world where you, it's like you can't really express your own opinion without everyone being upset that you don't yeah. agree with how they may feel towards something. Everybody got to agree or else uh, in your life. Right. And for her, she's probably, you know, had that type of relationship with him. Of course, you know, she was on the sitcom, The Cosby That's Show Claire for years. Right. Claire Huxtable. Cliff and Claire Huxtable. And they probably had a good, solid Cliff. friendship for years. Right. And for her, it's probably like, you know, I, I've known this man for years, and I don't believe he would do any of that. But then you also mm-hmm. have the folks that don't even know him, but are just like, oh, yeah, he's guilty of it. He's, you know, he did that. Now, yeah. there are some women who actually might have really encountered that with him. Yeah. We're not taking that away. But we will take away from... But it, it makes it difficult because you have those who lie about the situation, who just try to get a check from him. And that's what, you know, took place in this instance. Um, but there are some who came forth, but it's just like... It was, it was tough. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. so... so I'm going to get some straightening out the mixiness about this change. Because this situation was another one of them situations where... Uh, two things can be true at the mm-hmm. same time. Like, you know, he can be guilty while also not deserving to be in prison at the same time. Both things can be true. Okay. So, just a quick rundown on the case. You know, we all know um, women was pretty much, well, a lot of women over the course of decades was saying that, you know, he gave them quaaludes and then had sex with them. You right. Know what I'm saying? And if you go back and read, like, read up on a case to the point where you can literally go and read the court transcripts, like stuff that he actually said in court, the the uh, you know the people that came to testify against him that they actually said in court, and uh, nobody actually nobody ever said that he unknowingly gave them any drugs. It mm-hmm. was always like a, well, you know, he asked if I wanted to do it, I said no, or I said yeah, you know, and the ones that was like I said yeah, sometimes they were like you know I didn't really remember, I didn't remember what happened after the fact, or I was really groggy afterwards and I couldn't fully remember and I didn't like that feeling. Right. And then it was some women that also testified and was like, yeah, he gave me quaaludes before we did it and I don't care. Like, I was cool with it. I was cool with it then. I'm cool with it now and I don't think it's an issue. Those were some of the women that he was trying to bring in to testify on his side. So, the reason that he got out was because they came to an agreement where pretty much it went from, like, it was supposed to, like, kind of cancel out, I guess, the criminal part about it and make it, like, more of a civil case. Mm-hmm. Where it was like he wouldn't do any jail time. Okay. So when he ended up being found guilty and thrown in jail, they fought to get him out because he's like, you know, y'all told me if I agreed to whatever these terms were that I wouldn't go to jail. And I agreed to those terms and I'm still in jail. So what the hell is going on? Yeah. And it was the fact that Bill Cosby had been doing this stuff over the course of decades, you know, saying to the point where we know how statute of limitations go. For the most part, statute of limitations for a crime like that is like seven years. So I guess. More recently, he did that with a woman, and she came forward, and 
you know, it built her case because she was finding women from 40 years ago, 10, 20, 30 years ago, whatever, that was like, you know, he did that to me too. Mm-hmm. Now, the reason why I say it's a case where two things can be wrong is because he never said he didn't do it. He mm-hmm. actually, he never even said he wasn't guilty. He was just like, you know, it's a difference of times now. The difference in times that I've learned is that over just the course of my own life, and I'm only 31, I've seen the definition of like, you know, rape and sexual assault expand so much. Like yeah. it's, it's become more things that we're realizing are considered, you know, rape and sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And during the time where the majority of this stuff was happening when Bill Cosby was doing it, nobody, even the victims, not even the victims, knew that this was considered like sexual assault. So therefore, you can't say it was his intentions to do this, like to like get over somebody, especially since he was asking and they were saying, yeah. yeah. If they said no, he didn't give them the drug. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was a recreational thing. The same way we can go back to the 80s and realize that people were recreationally smoking crack like it was weed. And we don't know the effects of that shit until yeah. afterwards. Once we start to see the results, then it's like, okay, this is bad. Don't do it no more. Right, right. Where with the Quaaludes, we realize, okay, this is the effect that it gave you. People don't remember when you do it, so you probably shouldn't be doing it and trying mm-hmm. to have sex with people. But because he came from that era, you know what I'm saying? And especially because it wasn't until, like, I want to say within, like, the last 10, maybe 15 years that people kind of realized that that, you know, giving people drugs like that, even if they agreed to take the drugs, it can still be considered sexual assault because yeah. they can't, they, if they don't remember what happened afterwards, then that means Pretty that they didn't like remember what advantage. the hell was. Yeah, you mm-hmm. took advantage because they couldn't, they couldn't consent during or whatever, which yeah. is what the definition of sexual assault and rape has been expanded to. So now people are holding him to current definition that we are, that are new definitions. Right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're holding him to those current definitions for something that he did, you know, decades ago. And he's like, nobody knew that this was considered that back then when I did it. If I would have known back then, I wouldn't have done it. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure yeah. they wouldn't have been up for it and this wouldn't ever be a thing. So, I, yeah. so yeah, in the case of I did do it and I'm not saying that I didn't do it, but I don't think I should go to jail, which was why the, a lot mm-hmm. of the judges was pretty much like we came to the agreement to not send him to jail, but, you know, pretty much pretty much pay her, you know what I'm right. saying? For, you know, for damages and like mental trauma, all of that shit like that. And that's why when he got out of jail, the world is just like, well, he did that shit. He deserves to go to jail. And a lot of people's like, I feel what you're saying, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Especially if we know what justice is, like what, what certain kinds of justice is, it doesn't always require jail. Like he knows what he did was wrong. Of course he's not going to do it. He's almost 100 freaking years old. Right. Me. But of course he's not going to do it anymore. He knows what he did was wrong. And he didn't know that it was wrong when he was doing it, which is very important. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, People like Felicia Rashad were behind him because I'm sure she was also like behind the victim too. I'm sure she felt extremely sorry. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure she felt that she wished right, that they never right. went through that. And that's usually how it goes. So mm-hmm. it's just one of those situations where it's like two things can be wrong. He can be guilty and he can still not have to, not need to go to jail for that, especially at yeah. his huge age. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And like you, and like I, I think the, the biggest thing um, that you had mentioned that uh, because again, we grew up in a different era. So we, back in the day, yeah, we we see, you know, how things went back in like the 60s, 70s, yeah. you know, 80s yeah. and all of totally that, that different. era in movies or unless we hear it from our parents. Y'all understand, during that time, drugs was, was becoming crazy. So many drugs. So, so many drugs to where like, 
that was a high for them. It was a thrill for them that even both parties yeah. did it. And the drugs were new. It, it led, yeah, so it led them to, to yeah, so it led them to doing things that they probably like again, like you said, yeah. wouldn't think like, oh damn. I shouldn't be doing this right now. This. You don't find out until after. It's just like it's just like research. We know that research takes a long time to, you know what I'm saying, to accumulate. Mm-hmm. We don't know the full, the full like extent to which something can be harmful until we have enough research. And unfortunately, sometimes that takes for like it takes like years. Like just like with crack. When crack first came out, nobody knew the extent to how it could be fucking up people's lives right. until you've seen it. Then it's just yeah. like, niggas is in my hood smoking crack and I just seen crackhead on the side of the building sucking dick or they just sold their mother's couch. And then that's when niggas like, okay, we got to do something about this because mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. Yeah. But uh, it took for us to see the effect the drug had on people for us to realize how bad it was. And right, it was especially like, when, especially when you know you had kids in high school doing it. This was in high school. We seen, y'all seen Lean On Me. Yep. You want to smoke crack, boy? <laughs> so, man, oh, man. I, I, I'm trying to tell you. So, um, yeah, again, mixed mixed feelings on that, but he's out. Yeah. And he's enjoying himself. I'm just going to leave it at that. Yeah. Um, two Atlanta officers moving on. So, uh, two Atlanta officers placed on unpaid leave after a video circulates. Um, one of the officers kicking a woman in the head. <laughs> She was on the ground. Did you get a chance to see that video? Yeah, man. It was one of them joints that you got to look at and don't look at no more. Right. Nobody want to see this woman get kicked in the freaking head. That's right. While she on the ground. like. <sighs> Here's the thing. I never really understand, you know, why they always feel the need to um, place them on unpaid leave. Right. You have the video. Clearly, you know, as an officer, you didn't sign up to do this. The woman is already on the ground. Why are you kicking her in the head? It's not but so much I can do. She can do. Um, she be fired. I, I just, again, we talk about it so much with, you know, police brutality and what they do to, to, to folks out here, especially within the black and brown community. You know how we get treated out here. And it's not even, and the, and the wild part is, is that, like, it's not even just, like, white officers that you got to watch out for. You even have black officers out there who treat folks within the same community as them the same way. And it's just, like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's difficult to see, and it's frustrating because it's, like, one bullet in. Yeah. When we fight back, they pull their guns out. We die. Get beat up, yeah. kicking the head, even when we don't fight back. Right. So it's, it's like, what more do you want us to do at this point? Like for all that, it's kind of like, damn, you, you might as well just take my life. I'm telling you, I'm complying. I'm doing everything you're telling me to do. Still get kicked. And there's, I'm, it's One. something that's still an issue. You're a grown man, and you felt like you were that guy to kick this woman in the head. The worst part about stuff like this is that it's an easy fix. Like, you can just literally not kick her in the head. Right. And still, you know, if you if you really needed to arrest her or whatever, and still do that. You don't got to, like, you know, but they, we know it's it's one of those uh, slippery slopes mm-hmm. where they feel like they got to 
still allow people to do that, but act like they checking them or something like that. Like we just gonna put them on what, what they put them like uh, leave, unpaid, yeah, unpaid leave. leave, unpaid leave, which we know is only gonna last for X amount of time. Then they're gonna come back because mm-hmm. if they really allowed them to be prosecuted as much as they need to be prosecuted, right? Then they wouldn't be able to do that. Literally, there were police officers saying that they. That's how the whole Blue Lives Matter shit started because they pretty much feel like if they can't do stuff like kick a woman in the head when she's down and can't even do anything, then they can't do their job, which lets us know they don't really know how to do their job, mm-hmm. which lets us also know that that's a terrible job to have. And it also lets us know that they don't even need to, like that type of job doesn't need to exist if that's what you think has to be done in order to do it. Right. So. Sometimes when I look at how certain officers react, I'm always just like, you were definitely that kid that got picked on in school. Damn. So, so you wanted to become a cop so you could feel like you were badass, you big and bad, nobody can touch you. I was trying to tell you, these, these cops, they're they going to encounter the wrong person, I'm trying to tell you. You know, you have some folks who shoot back, fight back, and don't care, but... Quit thinking that, you know, y'all are tough out here. I'm trying to tell you, there's a lot of folks out here that's extremely tougher than you when you don't have on that badge and you don't have that uh, that gun attached to your head. See how it go. Did you see that one video of the uh, the officer planting something in the dude's backseat? Yeah, I saw that. Same type of, he got him on camera. He's like, bro, we seen it. Everybody's seen it. <laughs> like, you're on camera and this is what you're doing. And, it, and we know how, if that wasn't caught on camera, they was going to try to act like that was really his shit. Yep. And they was going to try to portray this image like he's this terrible-ass person mm-hmm. to make people really believe that that was really his shit. Yeah. While he's like, oh, he planted this. Like, oh, don't believe him. He's crazy. He's a terrible person. You're going to believe him or you're going to be, believe the officer that found him. It's like, come on, bro. Did we you seen see you the, do that shit. update on it? No, I didn't. Uh-huh. So, is, it so another, camera, is it another unpaid leave? This camera shows the other officer handing it to him. Then he throws it in. But guess, this is how they're flipping it. They're saying that the officer got it out of the The first officer got pocket, it out. Gave it to the officer, and the officer threw it in, which makes no sense because... Why put it back in the car? Why put it... That's dumb. That's he don't dumb. have gla- gloves on, and then he's putting gloves on after to go and now search the car and find it. So... You don't do that. They put stuff on top of the car, on the on the hood. They take it to their car. Right. You you take your evidence, you put it to the side, you don't throw it back in. Then put your gloves on and then try to act like you were discovering it now. And that's crazy because I already know how this gonna go. What's gonna end up happening. Release the um, footage too. Yeah. I already know. And what's what's gonna end up happening is they're gonna they're going to take that argument and they're going to stay. Like, they're going to stick to that argument. Yeah, of course. And they're going to put them on, like, administratively. You know, we can't prove that this is what the hell they did, even mm-hmm. though we already know what the hell they did. Definitely. But it's all no good. matter what, cops will... One thing about cops, they'll always try to ride for each other no matter what. Even when they know that they're in the wrong, they'll, they'll still try to ride for them. Scary, man. You should have said. That's the, that's the image. That's what I'm saying. They mm-hmm. got to keep that image. Right. Moving on. Um, Paris going out to... Uh, South Africa, the folks in South Africa, um, riots have been going on. There's been, what, a total of over 300 deaths. Um, so, yeah, prayers going out because there's a lot of craziness going on right now. 
then also too prayers going out um, in Haiti uh, for the president who was assassinated. It's a lot going on, man. It's a lot going on. It was crazy though because I don't know. I don't too much believe in coincidence like that. Mm. But those, it was like all of the presidents that were like anti-vaccine was getting assassinated. Like both of those presidents that got killed. It was like, we not too hung up on this vaccine, like, because there's some other shit about it that y'all don't know. And then they killed him. They ended up being assassinated. Mm. Damn. Listen, man, y'all can go do y'all research, but that's just one of them things that it's like, what's the, how is that the one thing that connects all of these? The fact that that's what they believe in. Mm. And now they gone. So, yo, that, 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 that's a scary thing. The fact that you may know something mm-hmm. about, you know, um, yes, uh, whether it's a virus or you know a medicine that can cure whatever it is. Um, when when you know something, you end up getting killed. Like it's crazy. It's kind of like you just you know something and keep your mouth shut and just keep living your life. But it's like. This is, yeah, this is it's tough, man. This is it's definitely a scary-ass world that we live in, for real, man. But um, that's our news that we have, and we're going to jump into some sports because we definitely got to talk about the NBA Finals. Oh, man. Congratulations oh. to the Milwaukee Bucks. They are now your 2021 NBA champion. Shout-out to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Who completed, he completed another one of Kobe's challenges. He completed the Rest mission. in peace to the Mamba. Man, it's just crazy how the seeds of Kobe Bryant have all sprouted. Mm-hmm. Like I'm talking, we watched Julius Randle, we watched Jordan Clarkson, yep. we watched Devin Booker, we watched Jason Tatum, mm-hmm. we watched Kawhi Leonard, Russell Westbrook, Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know what I'm saying? We watched all of these players that had some kind of Kyrie Irving, you know, all of these players that had some kind of influence from Kobe. Mm-hmm. And they all had, like, pretty much a mission. Not Kobe. Yeah. And they went out there and did it. Like, like, you know, we know Julius Randle and Jordan Clarkson played with Kobe. Like, his last season, too. In yeah. The NBA. And then we end up, one of them gets most improved player this year. The other one gets, six man, other one gets six man of the year. Yep. Kobe literally told, he created missions for these guys. He had, you know, they watched his game. Like, we know Westbrook and Kyrie and Kawhi, they already watched his game. And we already know what they did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They all, you know, they all are who they are. Right. And then Giannis was just like, damn, man, like, what's my what's my mission? Kobe told him MVP. Not only did he go get MVP, but he went out and got two MVPs and a defensive player of the year award. And then after he got that, Kobe went back and said, mission accomplished, next up, championship. And he just got his championship. And the way that he got it, like, if y'all know Giannis' story, he pretty much has gotten better every single season he's been in the NBA. After mm-hmm. every year, he's gotten better the next year. And he worked so hard to get this that it's like, there's no way you can say he didn't deserve it. That yeah. man really, he really, really earned, like, it's it's been a minute since I've seen, like, you know, somebody really earn a championship the way he Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, the, the way you watch them ball out, yeah, I really think this man, he, first of all, he signed an extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. He easily could have declined that, went somewhere Easy. else. Easily. Played, had, you know, two or three superstars by his side, did what needed to be done, and took the easy route, right? 
But he said, no, I'm going to stay here. What he said? bring another champion. I'm going to bring it because the last time that they won a championship was 1971. And the last finals appearance they had was 1974. They won it. The last championship they won was this is how long ago it was. They had Kareem Abdul Jabbar and Oscar Robinson. Yeah. And Kareem was in his second season in the NBA. Kareem retired 32 years ago. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> 50 was their last championship was 50 years ago. But, you know, my man's went through and said, I'm gonna stick with my guys. Forget going out and getting a superstar and forming a super team. I'm going to mm-hmm. stick with my guys, and we're going to get better as a unit. Yep. And what did he say? Guys to see it through, my boy. They, they, definitely, they definitely did it, man. I think I, I, was, I was extremely impressed because he really, he really put the team on his back. And his, his players, like, they had his back, too. Like, all right, we're going to go out here. We're going to contribute however yeah. we can. Drew to um uh what's my uh Middleton even even Lopez was out there stepping it up. Uh, it's not often that you see Brooke Lopez out there doing something. So he was out there doing his thing. And it was crazy. Bucks ended up winning four straight. Four straight. Four straight after being da- being down 2-0. I got a theory on that. I got a theory on that. This is my theory on that because Watching this whole entire playoffs, mm-hmm. first of all, shout out to the Phoenix Suns. You know, congratulations to Chris Paul for finally making it to the NBA Finals. You know, that's something that's going, that's a great mark on his legacy. Oh, because, yeah. You know, he's the point guy. Shout out to Devin Booker, who, you know, this is his first playoff appearance and he went to the finals. Mm-hmm. But I knew that they were not going to win before this, before the finals even started. And I'm going to tell you how. I believe in the basketball guys. Okay. You can never cheat the basketball guys, and even when you try, even if you get some form of success, it's going to come back on you in one way or another. Mm. So check this out, right? With Chris Paul, they made it to the NBA Finals, right? Mm -hmm. I noticed something in the series against the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals that Chris Paul does. He does this thing where he tries to, you know, flop a lot to get players like fouls, you know, which mm-hmm. we know keeps players out of the games, but he also takes it to the next level where he does things to try to get players ejected. Like, he was doing something to Boogie Cousins in that series where it was like, forget trying to get you fouled out. I'm trying to make it look like you did a flagrant two, or I'm trying to make it look like you deserve a tech so you can get kicked out of the game yeah. so that I don't got to worry about you. And we know the game is the game. If you respect the game, then you're going to respect the skill or the play of another player. Mm-hmm. And instead of you trying to get them kicked out of the game, you're just going to beat them. Like, right. we we know, we cut from the Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant club, where it's mm-hmm. like, I want to be the best. And because I want to be the best, I want you playing at your best. And right. I want all of it. I want everybody healthy. I want everybody playing at their best. You would think so that's when what I everybody beat them, wants. You would think that's what everybody wants. But I was watching Chris Paul do that, and it's like, when they got to the finals, it didn't work. You're not finna go and try to foul, like make it look like you're going to get everybody in foul trouble and win a championship like that. Mm-hmm. Because when the refs, and it was the, the the one ref that Chris Paul doesn't like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He was there because they was like, we got it. We know he's going to do this. And we know you're not going to go for that shit. Which, if we watch the Olympics, the referees doing the same thing. They're not going for <laughs> Right, that. right. So it was like, as a result of that, when it was like, when that wasn't working, instead of him just being like, you know what? I actually am the point guy. Let me just go out there and hoop. Mm-hmm. They just kept trying. They just kept trying the same thing, and you watched it fail in game three. 
Yep. And then you watched it fail in game four, and then you watched it fail in game five, and they tried for like the first two and a half quarters to just hoop in game six. Yeah. But Giannis didn't let up, and then they tried the same shit in game six, and the game got away from them, and then they lost for the championship. So, you know, at the end of the day, just hoop. Mm-hmm. Just hoop. That's all. That's all there is to it. So shout out to them. I will say this. That was Chris Paul's one and only chance at winning the championship. I don't I don't see him making it to to the finals again before his career ends. Um not how many more years he has left in the league. I don't know. But yeah, that was his his one and only chance. I think he could. Because he's a point guard, he don't need that much athleticism. I think he can la- I think he can do 20 in the NBA, which, okay. which after this season, he would need to play like another four to get to that 20. But I think it'll be up to him and his health. Like, honestly, he could have like a John Stockton-like career where he playing a long time. Like, John Stockton didn't get a championship either. Yeah, but we just know if he's willing to, if he's willing to go through that process of the season, Mm-hmm. Having to stay in shape and get in shape and all of that shit and go through the recovery, whatever. Yeah. If he's willing to do that. Other than that, I can see him trying to go the super team route. Where he might try to because you know they was trying to get him in LA. Yeah, I really don't want LA to go after him. I don't, don't think they're gonna do that. I don't think I don't want that. I don't want them to do that. I think his playing style would clash with LeBron's current playing style. Yeah. And on top of that, LeBron is better than him. And then mm-hmm. also he has this crazy contract that I don't think that they're gonna I don't think that they want to pick up, Hell pick that no. up, especially if it's not like it's going to be a guarantee. Right. Like if they do that with him, they're going to win the championship because everybody's coming back healthy next year. Hell. So. Yeah. It's going to be scary. So congrats to them. Congrats. And to then them. Um, NBA draft. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Who, who do you think is going to go number one? Um, now they've been saying that Detroit's, you know, shopping around at number one overall draft pick there. So. They did say they they're trying around. to move from that spot. I don't think they, um, and they they expecting Kay Cunningham from Oklahoma State, which he's very very good. Yeah, they got him. And he they got him listed as a point guard. He's six eight two twenty, and I think that the way that his game might translate, if he gets to the NBA, I think he's might he might end up playing like a switch two or three. But he got guard skill. They're gonna have him doing that. Mm-hmm. But he's really really good, and he worked out for Detroit, you know. And I think that, I don't know if I was Detroit, I would try to keep him and try to like build around him a little bit, at least for now. Right. Because yeah. I don't see, like, even if they tried to move him, I don't see them getting a piece from the movement of him mm-hmm. that's going to put them in any better position. Right? Yeah. Nobody's going to want to go there, and it's nobody's going to want to trade. Like, there's not really that many pieces out there that's going to do something to switch Detroit around. Right. Whatever. But, um, you know, Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, they got some good players in these drafts. Of course, you already know, I'm looking out for uh, anybody coming from from uh, Michigan State or Syracuse, those are my squads. But we yeah. got some overseas people, you know what I'm saying? They got some overseas people pulling up too that I think they, they might be decent. But Detroit just has to um, be smart with their pick yeah, at number yeah. one because you can't be just draft anybody at number one. They can't just draft anybody. They got some folks who've made some, um, some bad decisions with that number one pick. Yeah, yeah. And they end up they in a position. They got the top pick, so they can do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And they also need to be aware that um, other teams, like we said, a lot of teams are coming back healthy next year. So it's yeah. going to be a lot of teams that suck. Like the Warriors mm-hmm. got like two top, I think, 15 picks or something like that. 
So it's like, definitely, if you're trying to if you're trying to build, it's probably best to just start trying to build instead of mm-hmm. trying to move pieces because it's other people that's going to be coming back and they're not moving no pieces and they only have everything to gain from yeah. this draft. So definitely, man. And then uh, moving on, shout out to. It's not often y'all hear me say that. But shout out to LeBron James. Um, he became <laughs> he became the first NBA player to earn one billion dollars in career earnings. Career earnings, that's amazing. Shout out to him. Always been doing great things. You know what? I, I can't knock him. You know he's hell of a basketball player on the court. But I think um, definitely gets high praise for what he does off the court. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. sure. Um, so he's been doing the damn thing. LeBron is a... Uh, he's one of those guys that he made it a thing to make sure he knocked down a lot of doors. Like, yeah. Not only his own people, but other people in the NBA. Like, mm-hmm. like the NBA actually got in a position where now players can do something like this and have billions, you know, in career earnings. Because yeah. we know that with the TV contracts and the way that they renegotiated the uh, the um, their deals back in the lockout in 2012 or whatever, a lot of players can earn a whole lot more money now, as they rightfully should. And right. we know that, like, you know, he expanded the business. We see LeBron doing a whole bunch of stuff, enterprising, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you gotta be smart you know, with your money, too. Yeah, you gotta be smart gotta with your be money. Smart with your money. You have some players out here who's, you know, blown through their money. I mean, yeah. millions, bro. You yeah. can have an eight years. Promix, man, they did... I think it was a 30 for 30 on athletes who blew like who blew their money. Who I think it was called Gone Broke or something. Remember when Antoine Walker signed like an eight-year, 150-something million oh, yeah, dollar yeah, deal yeah, with the Celtics? Yeah, yeah. Blew all of that. Ran through all of that. How do you run through 150 million? How? How would you even do that? Like, what are you spending it on? Yeah, out here just tricking, spending money all the time. Yeah. It's all going. You're giving everybody true. money. You're buying all kinds of expensive shit, yep. whatever. Yeah. And, you know, the craziest part about that, too, is that, though, well, for one, LeBron James won't be the last uh, billionaire. Well, but, well, billionaire career earnings. He won't be the last player to have that. He just opened the door. I can see a lot of, I can see a couple other players in the NBA right now that might be able to do that, like Stephen Curry, maybe even Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Steph, Steph was number three. Steph only been in the league. Yeah, Steph years. and KD, I think. They they was they was two and three. Yeah. It was two and three. And mm-hmm. Steph is the 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 things that I see Steph doing, I kind of see him doing a little bit more than KD. You know, KD has been in the yeah. league longer than him by two years, but also KD does a lot. But Steph does a whole lot of other stuff too, like golf mm-hmm. endorsements. We see him all kinds of commercials. We see so I can Subway. see that. You know, I can see him kicking down that door and yeah. eventually Steph might he might have a billion in career earnings too, Kevin mm-hmm. Durant, which Let's us know in the future it's going to be even more. But also, one of the things that I was going to say about LeBron James is that one of the things that he did as far as spending his money mm-hmm. was he put his homies on. So it's like, oh, yeah. I got a friend that I got a friend that might be great at accounting, and I'm gonna need an accountant. So I'm going to put like the funds behind you so that you can learn this stuff the right way, mm-hmm. so that I can trust you with my money. So now you eating, and you can be other other NBA players or other people's accounts because I have. Direct relationships with them, and yep. same thing he did with his with uh, with the uh, his agency, mm-hmm. you know what I'm with the school. Every, same thing he does with all of us. So yeah. you know, big big shout out to him. I think what he needs to invest his money in is acting skills because oh, yeah. <laughs> he sucks at that. Um, 
I tried Damn. watching Space Jam. I, bro, I, I lie to you not, I probably stopped like 15 minutes into it. The acting was just, by him, it was just horrible. Like, it, it, it was killing me. It was really killing me. Like, Michael Jordan wasn't even that bad in Space Jam. It was it, it was just horrible. Did you get a chance to see it? I seen it. I seen it. I seen it. The funny the funny thing about it is that they were almost it was almost like they was playing into the fact that he wasn't that good of an actor. Like he was like it was like they kept making a reoccurring joke about like nigga bas- this is why basketball players shouldn't be acting or basketball players shouldn't be doing this this and that whatever. But um, I I will say this I haven't heard a single kid say they didn't like the movie. So. Mm-hmm. I, I can definitely appreciate that because I know he did it for the kids. I think... And, but yeah, you know what? I, I think but what kid would actually say it was bad, right? right because right. Unless, right. unless you have that type of parent that knows about the classic Space Jam and had them sit which, down and watch it. Which is probably people, a lot of people from my generation. We right. kids when that came out. Right. And who would actually appreciate it and would be like, you know what, mom, dad... <laughs> this like, wasn't it. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna go ask like my mother, my grandmother, them, because they watched Space Jam with me when I was. I'm gonna ask them if they think that was a good movie. Okay. Just to see their perspective, because I never, I never really asked nobody, mm-hmm. no other, no adult over me, what they thought about Space Jam. I just thought it was, was Michael Jordan. First of all, I will say, you know what I'm saying. They kind of just. Uh, which, which I think they did with both species, but they fed into the concept of who the main character was for our generation. Like, we know how much LeBron James means to these kids. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said I don't think no kid really said they didn't like it, because they're right. not, they not going to... They're going to try with everything that they can to love the movie, because they love LeBron, just like we did back in the day. You know, Jordan is the GOAT, so I was like, I don't even care. Is Michael Jordan in the movie? I like Michael Jordan. I like the Looney Tunes. Let me see whatever in there. Right, yeah. But also, too, I also got to say this. It, it's one of those uh, it's one of those situations too where the real life situation was better for Michael Jordan than it was for him because remember Jordan retired in real mm-hmm. life and then yeah. in the movie it was like oh he's retired and they trying to get him to come back and play basketball to help him so they don't got to go to Moron Mountain and he like but I, I'm a baseball player now niggas like mm-hmm. bro you suck come help me <laughs> and then when he did it and the other players he got on their stuff back and he was training and they like bro you know what you got to do and then they were showing the highlights at the end from when he did come back to the NBA. So it seemed yeah. like it was legit something that happened in real life. Like, for mm-hmm. my little kid, I'm like, damn, this could have really happened. Like, while he was trying to play baseball with LeBron, right. it was like, they almost didn't really incorporate much of his real-life basketball, his real basketball life into it. I mean, it was still, it was still you know, shout-out to the kids that love him and LeBron James. Right, man. So, enough with the sports. Let's move on to some entertainment. Um, we have to get these RIPs out the way. It's a sad situation here. Um, rest in peace to Suzanne Douglas, um, who passed away at the age of 64. Um, at the time, the cause of the death was unknown. I'm not sure if there's been any new updates um, as far as um, what caused the death. Rest in peace to Biz Marquis, who passed away. Before you don't know how it went before it was like like maybe a year or two ago when when they first started that speculation that he had passed away before. Oh yeah, they was what which was so yeah, crazy. I hate rumors like that. Yeah, man, which was extremely sad. But yeah, um, so rest in peace to Biz Marquis. 
And then sending our condolences uh, to the family and friends of Keisha Cole, um, whose mother passed away um, as on well. Her on her birthday. Wow. On, Keisha, on Keisha Cole's birthday? Or, on her mom's birthday. Mom, oh, wow. They still ain't show, said what happened. So, but we know her past, so I'm just hoping. Yeah, you know. yeah, that she ain't relapsed, man. That's tough. That's tough, man. Yeah, that is man. tough. That's sad, so. Prayers that's Keisha. Definitely, man. Uh, moving on. Uh, you know, we hate to do the sad news, but let's let's bring it back to some good news here. Which is so crazy. Um, congratulations to Issa Rae getting married over the weekend. Hey. Who even, all right, first of all, I didn't even know that she had a man, like, you know, that they were that close to where we're now getting married. That's number one. But to keep a to keep your relationship private and to yourself and quiet. And then just drop the pics. But but did you see how <laughs> did you read the caption? Yeah. I, I ain't gonna lie. It took me a minute to realize she was just bullshitting. Like she right. was making it seem like, oh, like it was an impromptu photo shoot. And she just found a random guy. And right. it just so happens that her friends popped up and was all wearing the same thing. She's like, how crazy is that? And I'm I'm reading like, damn, is this really a photo shoot? Is that really her husband? Is it? And it's just like, if it is, and people are like, congratulations. Some people are like, yo, I don't know what's going on. And I'm just like, damn, even in her revealing her husband, she still damn near didn't reveal her husband. Because it's still people that's confused. <laughs> but shout out to her and shout out to them. And Lawrence, I guess we we going to see how this last season of Insecure go. Right, right. That's probably why I really ended. Lawrence like, yeah, she get married. What the fuck you talking about? Hell yeah, man. But that, that's honestly really wild though, man. But, you know, it, it, it's crazy because you see a lot of folks that we, we tend to see what goes on with, with the social media world and relationships and, and all of that, how everyone always puts their business out there on social media. Um, but I, I, I respect and I love those that, that keep the relationship to themselves and they don't do too much. Right. Um, you know, like K-Dot and his wife. Oh, yeah. Cole and his wife and his kids. Like, I, have you seen a pic of his kid? I still don't even know what his kid look like. Like, <laughs> my man is so private. Like, I, I respect and love those type of relationships because it's just like, you don't have to do the most to try to seek the approval of everyone else or everyone wanting to have your type of relationship goals. So man, I, I love man. that. The best part about that for me is, I, I low-key, I don't want to see their kids or their wife because it's like they making it such a... They making such an effort for me to not see it. It's letting mm-hmm. me know that it's really none of my business. So it's like I, I really don't. I don't even want it to seem like I'm crying trying to find that out. It's yeah. like okay, I respect it. That's that's you. That's yours. Hold it down. If right. You want nobody to see it? Then good. Like I'm not even going to inquire about it. I respect. Hell yeah, man. Shout out to them. Um, which leads me again. That's why I, you know, I mentioned everyone always put in their relationships out on social media because we all know about Safari and Erica Mena. Now, we're going to take it back a little bit because we really didn't get a chance to, to touch on this because congratulations to Erica Mena, uh, who gave birth to a healthy... Well, they had a baby boy, right? All right, healthy baby boy. So shout out to her. Um, but during that time, while she was giving birth at the hospital, Safari was in Jamaica for a whole week, partying, living it up. Now, we also know that um, Erica. No, uh, her baby was in the NICU. He was here when she 
he was born. Okay, okay. He left to Jamaica for his birthday. Ah. Uh, the baby was unable, the NICU, basically, they're unable to be able to go home, either blood, sugar, weight, or anything like that. Basically, they have to fight for their life and be able to be outside of that incubator. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So, he, while that was happening, he was out yeah, while and out. And then, of course, you know, Erica wasn't feeling that um, because allegedly he was, you know, on a trip with some girl that Erica believes that she's been sleeping with Safari. Safari. Now, I, here's, here's where I really wanted to have that discussion because we all know that they've talked about them separating and getting a divorce and everything. Right. So if if you're mentioning that, right, her, this woman doing whatever with Safari, it really should not bother you because y'all are separated. You also want a divorce. So you calling her out and, oh, you're doing this with the married man. Technically, I mean, yeah, he's married, but y'all are separated. Y'all not together. You're trying to get out of it. You're trying to get out of it. But I think also, too, um, Again, people just really have to stop making their relationships accessible via social media. You give so much access to the outside world where you're allowing them to see not only the good, but also the bad. And it make like and, and then it leads you to coming out and having to explain yourself to the world. Like you're not married to the world. Didn't she just announce that she was pregnant again? By Safari? Again? No, nah, they just had the baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, yeah, this okay. is the baby. Okay. This is the baby. Yeah. I was about to be like, damn, bro. Because I'm about to say I just uh, seen a video and she was saying she's pregnant or some shit like that. Oh yeah, that was no, from that, that was from the reporter for uh yeah. Okay. From um, okay. loving hip hop, yeah, because I don't, I don't keep up with that shit. I just, I just know he walked away, right, and p- did twelve o'clock on the freaking four wheeler, which is like, what kind of <laughs> exit is that, bro? What kind of exit is that after that conversation? Child. He's Yo. such a child. It, it, yeah. Then he dropped the song. Yeah, he did. Which was honestly, angry. I knew this relationship wasn't going to last long, but it's just like, damn. But of course, I, for them, it's kind of like you have to make it public because they're both on love and hip hop, so they need something for the yeah, storyline. Yeah. They definitely need that, and this right here, this this is what they need. Um, but damn, I, you know, I, it's kind of like I, I I do feel sorry for Erica only because she had to endure that by herself, and it's like, bro, that's your child too, like. If you were to lose that child, you'd be the main one making these posts on social media, how hurt you are. But it's like, man, this trip to Jamaica was more important than being up in there with your child to make sure that your child is good. Man, oh man, priorities, priorities, priorities. I tell you. Moving on. Um, Because this one, this one's really been... Now, this is recent, y'all. We had to do our recap. We had to do our recap because it's been a lot. But this one is recent. And this is some of y'all favorite rapper today. All right? The baby received a lot of backlash for his remarks about, um, you know, HIV, AIDS. 
um, and gay men during the Rolling Loud performance. Um, and of course, during that time, you know, he decides that if you, you know, if you don't have HIV or AIDS, put your, put your lights up in the air one time. Um, if you not out here, get hit by a man or some, some stuff, man. You're not sucking um, dick in the parking lot. Right. Put, put, your, your, put your, your lights put up your in the air. Um, he then decides to go on. Now, this it, it was a nine-minute, it was a nine-minute clip. All right, it was a nine-minute clip that SOFN Classy sent us. We really don't want to, we really didn't want to play that nine-minute clip for y'all, because I'm pretty sure the majority of you all have heard the clips and are screaming, where's his PR team? Because my man just continues to dig himself a hole deeper and deeper and deeper than what it needs to be. I watched that whole nine-minute clip, too. Damn. You better than me. Because I, if, as soon as I started watching the first minute of it, I said, yeah, he going he to fuck this up. It was it was almost on accident. Because I, <laughs> I was working while I was doing it. So it was playing the whole time, but I'm still working and listening okay. to it. And some of the stuff he was saying, it was just like, that's not really no excuse. Like, he was pretty much like, whatever he said at his live show was between him and the crowd at the live show. And it's almost like, you know how back in the days, I guess I got to say back in the days now, because people don't say stuff like this no more. They say shit like what he said. Right. People like, you know what I'm saying? You If you if you making money, make some noise and something yep. like that. Everybody, if, if you got more than $20 right. in yeah. here, put, make put some your some hands noise. in here. Regular stuff. Like, I probably where my, my ladies at? Make some noise. <laughs> Fellas, y'all all right? <laughs> like, they do stuff like that. He hops up there and like, hey, if you ain't suck dick in the parking lot, put one in the sky. If you don't got AIDS or HIV, send this bitch up. And it's, it's like, it's how like, we get here. Fam, what, what, did, like, what did you see? Like, what triggered this for you? <laughs> you like, made what the, <laughs> Out of all the things that you What the hell made you say that, bro? I don't know. I don't know what made him say that. It's just the fact that it's like, when he was trying to explain it, he was just like, you know, that's just what he said in the crowd. That's just what he said. He was just like, you know, as far as, you know what I'm saying, the HIV AIDS, he was trying to act like, he was trying to act like he was saying, like, you know, for the people out here, I guess, trying to stay safe or whatever like that. That's what he meant, which is like, well, you could have just said that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And then for the people sucking, the gay niggas sucking dick in the parking lot or whatever, he was just like, you know, the gay people was in there saying, like, putting lighters in it after he said it, like, oh, we ain't doing that shit. And it's just like, okay, they probably wasn't sucking dick in a, in a parking lot. They might have also not realized that they were being insulted either because mm-hmm. it's like you you didn't right. you didn't really have to say that you didn't it was no need like why did you even say like what was you what, what was the point you were trying to get across yeah like what made you say that like what was it that was just like yeah for the gay niggas that ain't sucking dick and all so you are you are you praising the ones that was sucking dick somewhere else or something like that like, <laughs> like what the fuck would you for the people that got HIV some people that you know it's a, it's a lot of shame that comes on people that have like HIV and AIDS. Right. And yeah. we know it's a lot of situations where people can get that mm-hmm. without wilding. Like, you know what I'm saying? We know how like it can it can be it's a whole lot of foul ass ways that people end up. And there's a lot shit. of folks out there who suffer from ignorance when it comes yeah, to when it comes to shit like that. Being fully educated on HIV and AIDS. Yeah, man. Um, so and they was like, damn, bro. Why like are you putting this towards gay people alone. Yeah, like, again, when his ignorance, because he only feels as though 
And that's the only community that can contract this. And it, again, ignorance, pure Just like ignorance. Just like the parking lot thing. He made it a point to say men doing Gay men sucking dick in the parking lot. You chose a specific, like specific, yeah. a specific group of people. It up in the parking lot. You chose a specific <laughs> group of people. A specific <laughs> group of people. It's probably you. That's probably right. I'm pretty yeah. sure that was rolling loud. Right. You know, my man's and them had a whole, a whole fucking. Uh, they had a whole stage at Rolling Loud for they joint. So I'm, I know how they was giving up at Rolling Loud. Oh, yeah, you yeah. specifically chose this group of people exactly. doing this specific thing at right. that specific place. Mm-hmm. You chose this group of people that have this specific. Infectional disease. Yeah, it's like, damn, my nigga, you could have just been like, hey, if y'all out here being safe, hold it down, whatever. That ain't even the wildest part though, because we got, I gotta mention this shit. Somebody threw a fucking shoe at that man. That's what I'm thinking that shoe had to come after that little. It, it, it was, it, it was, because they was like, up there, mosh, they was having mosh pits and all of that too. And when, first of all, he dodged. I ain't gonna lie, he yeah, did. He, he pulled the did. George Bush though. He, ducked, he told us, hey, who the fuck threw that motherfucking busted-ass goddamn Adidas? He definitely did dodge Bro, that joint. I ain't never hear nobody use Adidas in a singular form. Adidas. <laughs> who the fuck threw that busted-ass goddamn Adidas? But I was crying. That was the first thing I seen when I got Damn. on Twitter. This morning. And I was crying, because I'm like... Man. <laughs> that busted-ass Adidas? Bro, I'm on that. Now, everybody that got on Adidas, you got on the Adidas. Right. That's one Adidas, and that's the other Adidas. Put on your other Adidas, bro. If he does not have a PR team, or whoever his PR team is, needs to be fired. Oh, my God. The baby, look, if you need a better PR team, man, just holla at my girl, Ray. Shout out to Reagan for out here, LU alum, doing the damn thing. She definitely would have cleaned cleaned that up, but she definitely would have barked on you behind closed doors, too, for saying some ignorant, dumb shit like that. But yeah, you you just need to do better at just not say anything or just own up and be like, you know what, I messed up. I shouldn't have said that. I apologize if I offended anyone, you know, with this disease. Because that that again, that's serious. And you don't yeah. you don't want to teach it because you are a father. So you don't want to teach your child, like, yeah, to make it seem as though like oh only, you know, gay men, or if you're gay, you're the only ones that can contract this disease. And that's that's not the case at all. At all, so please just educate yourself oh, and just do better. Because again, a lot of folks was making it known too that like a good number of his fan base are part of the LGBTQ community. So you saying stuff like that, you could lose numbers off of that. You just gotta be mindful of what you say. Like a, again, sometimes it's a, it's okay to speak your mind on certain things, but stuff like that. Don't be ignorant to it. And hold on, I just thought about something else too, because everything just kept getting worse with the baby. He brought out Tory Lanez at Rolling Loud. Wild performing crybaby. <laughs> Megan had just left the st- She. Do we got who's men? Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, we definitely got who's okay. men. So, so we. I'm just making sure. He's definitely going sure. He definitely going to get the who's man's this. That's for sure, man. That is for sure. But uh yeah, moving on to another artist. Oh my god. That really had us fooled and 
He had me fooled. I'm not even going to lie. Because I really thought this album was going to drop last Friday, the 23rd. I was ready. I was in my gym. I was in the gym looking for this album. Because I felt like, you know what? We, we got Kanye. Old Kanye coming back? That was the word. So, you know, he performed Donda Live. It was at ATL. Right. He also had Ho on a track. Hope. So it's Ho was talking that Ho talked to, by the way. We could 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 there be a potential Watch the Throne too? Ho said that. He he said he thought this was Watch the Throne too. Listen, matter of fact, I'm about to I'm about to because somebody sent me like a. Uh, the, the, the mega file upload that had oh. like the tracks on there. It, mm-hmm. it was recorded from the joint, but okay. I'm about to I'm about to send that to y'all. Just to, right, just cool. to listen in the meantime. Cause when he so of course you know people that was listening, I know a lot of people that was there too, which was even more lit. But you know, it's highly anticipated and you know he, him and we know what happened between him and Kim. So a lot of people was like, yay back. Yay is back. We're trying to see what it was. And then from what we were listening to, the stuff that we, the features on there, and the, I think it's going to be spectacular. Now, mm-hmm. the reason apparently why we got to wait is because they saying Jay did his verse for that song at 4 o'clock that day, 4 p.m. that day. So it's a lot of stuff that we know how Yeezy, we know how Young Collins is. We know how Ye is, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, when it comes to art. He's an artist before he's a... He's an artist at this point more than he's a rapper or a producer. Yeah. So that means that he's more concerned with the final product than how, you know, how well he can make this beat or how well he can spit. Mm-hmm. So with that being the case, they saying that he's trying to, you know, mix and match because he's still getting more shit. Clearly, he got that verse at 4 o'clock that day. So he's trying to make sure everything is mixed and mastered the right, right way. And, of course, because the music, we expecting the product to be so great we have no choice but to be patient because even the record label and the freaking streaming companies is like, they on their toes. Like, bro, as soon as you get this, we we put it right. Like, yeah. the moment you give it, it's going straight on there so people can go crazy because people are going to go crazy over this. Definitely. Day. You, know you want to know what's funny? The people who um, canceled, yay, are going to be the main ones listening to it too. Right, right, Which right, is right. hilarious. But I'm, I'm, I'm definitely waiting. I, like I said, I was at the gym I'm like, damn, I'm a fool for even thinking this was actually going to drop. And then when I saw that Jay had sent that, like, at 4 p.m. that day, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's definitely not going to drop something now. Like, especially with Hove on the track. Right. I'm like, damn. And we're going to get a Watch the Throne too. I don't know when we're going to get it, but when we do, I know that's, I know it's going to, that right there, I know it's going to be magical. Because I know they're going to have a couple tracks where they talk about they falling out on there, too, probably. And they're going to have a couple tracks where... Because I know how Jay is with Ye. And I know how Ye is with Jay. Mm-hmm. And it's a whole bunch of wild shit that Ye did that I know Hope is going to be like, you know we got to get to the thick of it, right? Yeah. And they go <laughs> put it in music form. Yup. And Jay is going to be saying the perfect things. And Ye is going to be saying the Ye things. And he's going to make, <laughs> right, right. He's going to make the track sound so exquisite. Yeah. Bro. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Bro, what if they already got it? We didn't expect Jay to even be on anything Kanye anymore. 
True. What if they already got a Washington? Because you know, they, next month will be the 10 year anniversary for Washington on one. Damn. That was 10 years ago. That's crazy. Think we think got a track on there with uh Drake? It's possible. I I can say I, it, it's possible. I will say it's possible because knowing how wild Ye is, I know that Ye isn't one of those people that'll hold a grudge against anybody. Mm-hmm. I know that Drake is a very kind soul, so I can see him yeah. willing to mend things with Kanye if he understands certain things with Kanye, which I'm right, sure right. Kanye is the type of person to get him to understand those things. Also, the only person I can see Drake not really caring too much about trying to mend anything with his Pusha T. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Probably like the only person. Yeah, anybody else, he probably like, you know, it's cool. Yeah. It's cool. So we 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 waiting on this album though. We waiting on this album. August 3rd is when it's supposed to drop, right? I, I guess shit. I, I I'm just I'm just trying to stay in the loop. Right. I don't know. Word, like who is like, <laughs> No one knows. Everyone's confused. Why does he even keep making announcements? Like, shut up. Keep making your tweets. Everybody keep putting on IG and everything. Like, just keep doing that, man. And then, um, damn. It's like you go from one good shot town native, and then you gotta go. Do y'all even consider him a shot town native now? Like, have y'all removed him? Like, do y'all not claim him? So, so, it's cool to not claim. We 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 don't really let him do too much claiming because it is what it is as far as him being where he's from. He's just more of a disgrace. Okay. For the for the most people that got sense, you know, it's a bunch of aunties out here that still, you know, they yeah. they gonna rock with him till the wheels fall off, and yep. even after the wheels fall off, they just gonna carry that motherfucker like a chariot. Like Step in the name of love. They definitely gonna do that. Definitely. Um, R. Kelly. Huh. Some allegations out here. That he sexually abused two teenage boys and paid one for sex. Now, do I believe this? Hell yeah, I believe this. Why do I believe this? Because if this is something that happened to him at a young age, and even if it wasn't with a male, but the fact that he experienced so much at a young age with someone older, I believe it was, if I'm not mistaken, like, was his sister or, like, a close relative or something? Anyway, y'all know where his mindset was when it came to being a predator for these young kids. So I don't put this past him trying anything. With, with young boys. And if this is true, it... it damn. Damn. So it's like... It's like at this point, don't even let this man out of jail. It's like, I know... I know he has issues. Right? Mm-hmm. And it just... It's just unfortunate that you see the extent to which these issues go, like the extent to which they stem from it makes us not as surprised by something like this because it's yeah. like, are you like that much of like a sex addict like that or like a pedophile where you just like, right. I'm going after whatever is young, which is a brazy statement that that is insane to even say. 
And now when it's like, you got, the fact that it's, it, it could very well be true, like absolutely mm-hmm. true. And also, the thing that makes me the most mad about this R. Kelly stuff is that like, he seems like a person that really needs some help. But he also seems like a person that doesn't surround surround himself with people that will actually help him. Not at all. You know what I'm saying? So now it's like, that could be one of them things where it's like, I don't know, is he just that deathly afraid of the consequences of all the bullshit that's going on? Or is it that he really doesn't think he's wrong? And from the... Yeah, he don't see it. He don't see how he's wrong. And that's the crazy part, because everybody just... They're just like, bro, it's been in the public eye for far too long. Mm-hmm that you are damn wrong. And it's also the fact that it's like, nigga, every time, like, instead of just taking accountability for something, or yeah. even even just, like like the Bill Cosby. Cosby took accountability. You know right, right. And then you could just be like, bro, I'm really, really fucked up. I need some kind of help. You know, mm-hmm. just do that. Because now it's, it's making it seem like you don't think you're wrong and you're trying to justify everything. Just like we, we remember the infamous, do you like teenage drill? When you say teenage, how old are we talking? Like, nigga, yeah, you like, know what the fuck we talk. You know what we talking about. Teenage girl is man from thirteen to nineteen. That is a teenager. That is a teenager. Like, come on. <sighs> Damn, man. Damn. It's just, yeah, get him some help. But that man needs to stay locked up. That, that's just what. It's yeah, at. yeah, we got to keep him away from people. Facts. Hell yeah, definitely, man. But um, that's that's all we had for entertainment. Uh, unless you saw anything else that I might have missed, uh, like that might have been everything. That was that was that was you know because you know we we we've been away for a while. It's been a whole bunch of stuff, but I feel yeah. like we got. I feel like we got to the thick of the right. Thing, you know yeah. Because if we'd have, if we'd have tried to go back and cover everything, I'd, this would have been like the three hour special for for the mixing there, you know. But y'all know how we going through, man. Because like I said, we back. This is episode sixty four, and we got we we got to hold it down with the shop talk. And this is a very very special shop talk tonight. So I'm gonna definitely turn things over to my good brother, Shot Town's finest, Carlton. You did. For the proper introduction that I know all of you mixiners truly, truly missed. So we back. It's Shop Talk. And you know, I've been keeping my ears to these streets. I've been keeping them clippers to them heads. And I've been keeping them clippers to them heads. And I've been keeping my ears to these streets. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? This is, this is a, a special edition Shop Talk right here. Because uh, for, those, for those that don't know, you know. We, as a whole, we lost a family member. Uh, what's today? Twenty three weeks ago to this day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Rest in peace to my baby girl Roxy, my pup. R.I.P. You know what I'm saying. She passed away. So I'm just gonna use this, uh, this special edition shop talk to vent to y'all a little bit because you know, if y'all know me, then y'all know Roxy, and if y'all know Roxy, then y'all know that she was probably the sweetest dog in the world. Mm-hmm. And um. It was a lot going on while we've been gone. Just, you know, we didn't got through the bulk of the news and all of that stuff. But it was definitely um, some extreme bouts of depression and all of that, you know, from the result of what happened with my dog. You know, she was very sick. 
and I didn't know it, and, you know, ended up having to, you know, make the best decision so she wouldn't suffer and put her to sleep. So with that even being the case, I just want to say for everybody out there, if you have a pet, whether it's a dog or whatever, um, please get pet insurance. You know what I'm saying? Because um, stuff can get very expensive, along with the fact, aside from the fact that it can get very expensive, um, there's a timing of the way that things happen with pets, meaning they can get sick and things can happen very rapidly because their lifespans are different than humans. Mm -hmm. So they can be sick with something that may take a while to even show in a human and it may happen very, very rapidly, very quickly, right in front of your eyes. And it is extremely heartbreaking to watch that happen to your pet. Um, um, also, what was I going to say? I'm not going to get emotional right now because I've coped with the loss of her and I've mm -hmm. celebrated the life of her. And shout out to my mixed family because they have definitely helped me a whole lot with that. Um, I will also say this about for the people that are out there with their pets, make sure you're loving them, you're taking care of them. And I just want to share, uh, I guess, a couple memories, you know, and if y'all, you know, feel the need to, y'all can too, oh, while we on the air. Um, I was just reading a post, literally, it's like stuff has been coming before my eyes, like almost like it was freaking like put there, like sent to be looked at by me at whatever time. Mm -hmm. And I seen this post where it was like they had a, um, literally, matter of fact, I'm about to look at it right now. It was a post where it was a guy talking to his friend about the pandemic. And he was just like, you know, they were talking about 2020. 2020. It's like an older guy. He like, yeah, and then you remember 2020? He like, yeah, it was awful. It was the worst year of my life. And then they had the two dogs in heaven. And they was like, oh, you remember 2020? And the dog was like, yeah, my humans spent every day with me. Best year of my life. And even when I seen that, you know, it was a little bit emotional because I was just like, damn, like, you know, I would have never thought what ended up happening was going to happen. Yeah. But um, that's one thing I can be grateful for, the fact that we was put away for so long because I was spending every single day, every day, all day mm -hmm. with Roxy. And I'm sure she enjoyed that a whole lot. And I enjoyed it a whole lot, you know. And uh, some of the stuff that helped me cope, cope with, you know, her being gone was I, you know, I had a few conversations with a bunch of different people, but a lot of people shared a whole lot of memories about her. Some people that I didn't even know had memories about her and stuff like that. And it was mm -hmm. just like, uh, one of the lessons that I learned about having pets, period, is that y'all know how it's like dog people, pet people, animal lovers and shit like that in this world. And I feel like, I kind of feel like a lot of them are like, God gifted that ability to have that kind of compassion for animals like that. And I feel like, you know, for, I really don't feel like, I really don't think this world deserves dogs. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, th I think they're too good for us. The way that I see them get treated sometimes and, you know, a lot oh of the stuff. Gosh, but, yeah, I, and I it's, see some wild stuff and, that people do to these. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. But the thing about it is that the thing that I had to love the most about dogs, especially Roxy specifically, is that it was like she was placed in my life at uh, uh, at a certain time where I didn't even realize until later it was like she was like gifted to me by God. It was like the same year I graduated from uh, Morgan, and you know I feel like a lot of people have they suffer from like post graduation depression or whatever, and I was going through that, and she really like solved all of that. Like I want to say within like a week, it felt like as soon as I got her, just and then 
from that, you know, I kind of learned the definition of an emotional support dog. Mm. And I was just thinking back over the years, I got in 2013 up until 2021. It was just like, damn, anything that I went through over that whole time, she was always there. And it's almost like dogs can sense what's going on with you. Like if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're fun, like whatever, they, yeah. they sense it and they're there for you, whatever, and then they can show. And the main thing that I wanted to say, which is my favorite thing about dogs is that every emotion that they show is a raw emotion. It's like the genuine description of what that emotion is supposed to be. Whatever that feeling like when they're loyal, it's no question of their loyalty. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like when they love you, it is no question if they love you. They, they don't even know how to fake that. You know what I'm saying? Like we you know how people, they can act like they love you or act like they fuck with you. Now. Right. Dogs don't even know how to fake that. So when they showing you that they love you, it's like that to the extreme. And that was like, when I was hearing, like reading comments and stuff like that and all of this stuff about people talking about the dog, that was like the main thing that everybody was just saying. They was just like, yo, she was just such a loving dog. And my my godmother, she's a uh, she's an uh, animal dog lover, you know, just like mm-hmm. me. And she was just like, you know, dogs are a reflection of you. So she was just like, you know, if people felt like that about the dog, then a lot of people probably feel like that about you because you're the one that taught her how to be like that. You yeah. showed her, even if even if you wasn't even trying to, like she learned all of that from you. Like she knew everything she knew because of me. So I was just like, you know, she was like, you know, have some pride that you were actually able to have a dog like that. You was actually able to treat that to, you know, teach her that because, you know, you see the lives that she impacted and how she, you know, made everybody feel. And that's like a direct result of me. So she was like, you know, at least if you crying, uh, don't be so sad yeah. no more because, you know, she pretty much came here for a purpose and she fulfilled her purpose. So, yeah. you know, if y'all got any other memories, I ain't trying to get too choked up. Yeah, I saw it, man. I was almost saying me about the, I'm like, damn. Um, it's crazy because when you had made your caption, and um, posted the year that you had got Roxy. It was around a time when um, I had moved out here to Baltimore. Oh, yeah, nigga, yeah. And, you know, it, it, it was tough for me. I'm, you know, out here trying to really get familiarized with Baltimore itself, but then, like, trying to, you know, find a barber and everything. And that's when um, Muhammad had told so, me about you. Muhammad. Shout right. out to Muhammad. <laughs> Shout man. out to Muhammad, man. So, um, like, I remember I ended up hitting you up and uh, came through, and I remember you had Roxy. And, and you know how, like, sometimes it's funny because when you see the post of, like, a big-ass dog, and it'll, and it'll have the meme, like, oh, yeah, he or she won't bite. And yeah. it's a big, like, all right. So when I came in, I think, like, Roxy was, like, a big, like, she was big at the time. Like, she was so loving it, it's like, she came through, I'm just she like pulled up on like she already knew who you were. Yeah, so I'm you know I just rub her all the time and shit. Just like anytime you rubbed her, she would just be up under you for a good minute, just wagging her tail, just enjoying that time, and then she would just go on, and it was just like she'd be a part of the shop talks every time while while the crew would be there Wait. getting the haircuts, yeah. the gang would be there just chilling. She would be right there, you know. When we started, and then when you moved into your new spot, she would try to be in there. What every us, time we shot you. Every time. All you hear is her freaking nails on the ground right. in the background. Yeah, if it, if, it, if, it, if it had rugs, y'all, I'm telling you, Roxy would have been right up here. She would have been right in the mix with us. 
but she she was still in the mix when she was in the back, but she was still in the mix with us for sure. So it was just always like she was just a fun loving dog no matter what. Nah, that's funny because she really like I, I used to have to bribe her. Like y'all seen, I used to have to bribe her with a treat just to get her to stay in the back. Yeah. To the point where that, like after a while, she kind of knew what time it was. Like when she seen y'all pull up, right. She's like, I'm gonna go to the back regardless. And she just wait for me, like, yeah, I know you got something for me, but where is that? And then she'd go chill out until the end. Yeah, man. It was, That's how she did, man. And it was just like, and I remember when it didn't really hit me until like when I had linked you before my birthday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just sitting in the chair. And in my head, I'm still I'm still waiting to hear like her nails and her just like walking out, and I'm just like, damn, she really like she's really gone. I, that that was just tough, but I think more so for me, like seeing you go through it and staying so strong, like you know, I was seeing you up all the time, yeah. just like check on you because she was there every day with you from where you used to live before, and yeah. up and now and. I was just like, damn, man. Like, I, I just, I make sure, bro, good. Like, I know it's tough. I know it's hard for some people, but like, you know, even want to try to move on and, and get a new dog after man. something like that. Um, That's one of the things my godmother was talking about, too. Because mm-hmm. she was just like, you know, because I got a, a, a spot in my heart for dogs always. She yeah. was just like, you know, Roxy is gone, but Roxy is going to always be with me. Which of course, you know, we already know that. Mm-hmm. But she was just like, you know, at some point in life, it's gonna be another dog that's gonna need me the way that Roxy needed me. Or she gonna serve that purpose in my life, or she or he, whatever kind of dog, is gonna serve that purpose in my life for whatever I needed to be at that yeah. time in my life. And so she was just like, just be open to it. Because same stuff happened to her. When her pets would die and she would end up getting a new one later, it was almost like she was telling me a story of how she got her latest dog. Mm-hmm. And it was like that dog was sent to her to be taken care of by her. So she said her older dog was like, the dog might have been like 13, 14. Oh, wow. And the dog Damn. passed away, like in her arms. Like literally, they was like, you know, the dog was sick and she came home and the dog was like waiting for her on the steps. And she seen how he was looking, picked the dog up, the dog passed away in her arms. Just like, Damn. so she was like, it was like the dog waited for her to go, like just to say bye and whatever. And her and uh, my my little god brother, my god sister, whatever, they was like everybody in the house, you know, for like a month. They was all just like really, really sad and moping around. And then she was like, you know, we gotta, you know, we gotta, we, we gotta get another dog. Like, not that, not that you're gonna replace that, but it's just like it's a void that's just missing. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, of course, ain't nobody ever gonna replace that dog, but that void that's missing there now, it's a new space that we're gonna need from like another another kind of dog or something yeah. like that. And the other dog would have, like, wanted that. Like, you know, I know if I'd have got any other dog, Roxy would have loved that dog, too. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So they went to the pet store, and they was trying to get a dog. And she had a budget. Because we know sometimes dogs are expensive, depending on, especially certain breeds. You might have to pay 3000 5000 something yeah, like that's that. Like, that's, that's down there, a down payment a down on the payment. car. I said, what? You know what I'm saying? So they went, and she was like, you know, only got 500 So they went to the one spot, and she was like, we'll see what we can do. And it was another dog that they wanted, but they was like, we want 3500 for this dog. And they got a payment plan, but she was like, I ain't really trying to do that right now, whatever. And then they was about to leave, but the 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 woman at the uh, store was like, let me ask you a question. You know, how much are you trying to spend? And she was like, you know, I got 500 But, you know, she told him the story about the older dog, like what happened mm-hmm. when the dog passed away and why they was trying to get one. And she was like, wait right here. She went in the back, and she got a dog and brought it out and showed it to him. 
And as soon as she brought the dog out, they all they eyes light up. Oh, this is a wonderful dog and a dog like them. And she was like, Well, this dog right here, they had another a previous owner. Mind you, the dog was still a puppy, a baby. Yeah. Dog had a previous owner, and the previous owner brought the dog back because they said that the dog went to like a vet, and the vet said that the dog had Tourette's. Like the dog was like bumping in the tables and shaking and all of that stuff. And he was like, Oh, this dog got Tourette's, I don't want it, whatever. And the the woman at the shelter was like, you know, I don't think the dog really has Tourette's. I think that this is a reaction to the the uh, vaccine that they gave the dog. Mm. So she was like, she was like, this dog right here. And she was like, I know how to, you know, take care of the dog without needing a vaccine. Where you yeah. can, where they can still be, you know, free of all of the worms in their stomach and safe from rabies and all this other stuff. So she was like, you got to promise me this. If I give you this dog, will you, it was like a health food store and all of that, for, like stuff for dogs, holistic stuff, most of it. She's like, I can tell you, if I give you this list of everything, you got to promise me that you're going to go get it. I can give you the doses and how often to give it to or whatever like that. You just got to promise you're not going to get this dog vaccinated. And she was like, I promise you. And then she handed her the dog and she was like, how much? And the lady was like, it's yours. For free. Wow. And she was like, so she gave her the list and everything and she went and got everything and the dog made one in May. Nice. To this day, the dog hasn't like no shaking, hasn't yeah. bumped into a single table chair, none of that stuff. And she was just like, that's the kind of story. And, and I was like, it's so crazy because, you know, when certain stuff happened in life, and at this point for me, period, especially over the last few years, I've had in my field, like, every single thing in life is deeper to me. Mm-hmm. So then I may, I start looking at Roxy's story way, like, way deeper because I'm like, that's the reality. It's, it is that deep. You know, yeah. It's the same thing with her with that dog. It is that deep. So I was just like, man, like, she was telling me that she was like, I'm saying that to say to you that it's going to be something. Ain't no telling if it's soon or whatever, but it's going to be something in the future where it's going to be a story like that. And the dog is going to need me and I'm going to need that dog. And that's going to be it. And Roxy is going to help me choose that dog mm. whenever that time comes. So we're going to hold it down. Definitely. Damn, that's, damn, that's wild. We're going to keep holding it down for Roxy, though, man. I know that for sure. Uh, so F and Classy, did you wanna did you wanna jump on, share a share a memory or two? I get it. Definitely get it. Did you wanna jump on? No, it's kinda fresh. Mm-hmm. I mean I just met her and she was the sweetest, sweetest dog. And oh, you was her me in the corner. Yeah, you was her new best friend. Immediately. <laughs> right. Immediately. Y'all, this was after the podcast recording, I went to the floor and she was like, Oh, that's the same dog. We were just, just chilling. Rubbing her stomach. Yeah. With her legs in it. Right. I, she's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. She's her new best friend. Yeah. It's funny because I told you, as soon as you rub, I said, she's not going to let you stop. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that was fine. That was fine. And she did not. That's hilarious. Oh, man. But shout yeah. out to the pizzas I got. The, you know, I got the, uh, shout out to Leah because she got me this uh, this dog tag pendant. Right. It has a picture of Roxy on it. And on the back it says, forever in the hearts, Roxy. Shout out to Rich King Roy, too. He got me another joint. It's a paw print. I can't even grab it because I got on too much jewelry not to stunt. Oh, it's tucked. <laughs> it's tucked. It's tucked a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I got the paw print right here. The paw print. The sound like on it. You know what I'm saying? Hold it down. Like that, man. Roxy, we're going to continue to hold it down. Definitely family to us. Roxy kept her ears in the streets, too. Mm-hmm. That's a whole fact. While I kept them focused on them hands. Hold it down. That's a whole fact, man. Ah, man. Damn. That was, uh... 
Whew. I ain't gonna lie, man. That was a little emotional shot talk for us right there, man. I... Yeah. Definitely an emotional one. Man. Oh, man. <sighs> but we know what time it is right now. That's a whole fact. We know damn well what time it is because we got a few folks oh, that yeah. we have oh, yeah. to bless with the Hoots Mansons. This. We, we we enjoy this. We love this. So who are we going to bless with the Who's Mans is this first? I think we might as well just go ahead and spark it off and hit the baby with a Who's Mans is this. We got to kick it off with him. Got to kick it off with the baby with a Who's Mans is this because my man, with like you just, come on fam. You... Hey, who is this? You got to do better out here, man. Who do we have to bless next with the Who's Man's is this? <sighs> Let me think, because I just feel like it's just been so much going on lately. Well, let me let, let me let me just bless this one real quick while we're on. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 by me being Chi-Town's finest, it's almost my duty to bless R. Kelly with one. Oh. He got to get one. He definitely has to get one. He got to get one. Hey, who is this? God damn. Um, you know what? This man Safari gotta get a Who's Man's is this. Safari needs a Who's He Man's definitely is. needs a Who's Man's is this. Fam, you, you just gotta do better, man. Especially because he drove away on a four-wheeler, popping a wheeler. Come on. Hey, Who's Man's is this? The Olympic Committee. Oh my gosh. You guys they need definitely. It. You earned this one. Need a big whose man's is this for sure. Hey, who man's is this? You earned this one. Handing these who man's is this out left and right. Oh, I'm trying to think. Did I experience anything over the weekend that deserved a whose man's is this? Let me see. You know what? Oh, no, you said it on your trip. Something happened. Oh, in L.A. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. So. Wait, was this even a whose man's is this worthy moment, though? Um, nah, it wasn't a It wasn't a whose man's is this moment. It wasn't a whose man's is this moment. It's just a... It was actually one of those things to where like you don't you you just you're you're randomly out. I'm on the West Coast. I don't know many women on the West Coast. I have friends on the West Coast, but I don't know many women that I used to deal with on the West Coast. How is it that I run in to one of my old joints and on the West Coast? How does that even happen? 
How? I'm at a whole party. I'm at a Space Jam premiere party. Was it? I know it was lit. Never mind. It was lit. I hear someone yelling, Jules. I'm not thinking nothing of it. <laughs> I'm a little lit. You in LA? It's my birthday. It's LA. I'm not thinking nothing. Nobody know you out there like that. I'm like, you know what? It must be somebody else named Jules. Until I hear the government get called next. Oh, I said, oh, full, my first name, last name? Just a full first name. Okay. I said, oh, somebody must really know me. Mind troubles or something? I'm like, I turn around. I'm like, you have got to be <laughs> kidding me. How does this even happen? How? How? Like, come on. I damn near wanted to give myself a whose man's is this. We're like, like, damn, how do I? Like, how does this happen? To me how does this LA? happen in LA? You literally went to the other coast. We on the East Coast, you went to the West Coast. Uh, it's, yeah. You got pulled up on at the Space Jam premiere party. How? How does that even happen? I don't even... It's cool, man, but LA was still overall good. I had a good-ass time, but goddamn, how does that even happen? I, I Till this day, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm trying to think. Other than that, man, um... I, I I don't have a whose man's is this, or anymore. I don't have any more whose man's is this. Um, oh, you know what? I lied. I lied. I lied. I lied. Y'all lied. I have to give myself a whose man's is this. All right. So y'all know how stressed out I was when it came to car shopping. Oh yeah, yeah. Texting y'all the entire day. Oh yeah, I know what you're about to say. Oh yeah, texting y'all the entire day. I finally found a spot. I go there, and I just, I swear, a lot of y'all now, I swear I thought I had the money in my pocket. I get there, Jules gets out the car, what's not in his pocket? The goddamn money that he needed to put down for the whip. So I had to go all the way back home to get this money and then come right back. Yeah, I, 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 I need a whose man's is this, man. Gotta I get one of those. Hey, whose man's is this? Definitely gotta get one. Uh, oh, that was a stressful. That was a stressful ass Tuesday. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. Like that, that Tuesday really had me stressed out for sure. Cause I had to text Aaron. I was like, Yo, bro, why didn't you tell me that, like shopping for a car was gonna be so overwhelming? She's like, I told you this. I'm like, I, I didn't think it was going to be this oh, yeah. overwhelming, that. yo. That. Like, it's that. That's yeah. That was crazy. That was crazy. I don't even want to know what it's like to even go house hunting. Nah, that's definitely a hundred times. I know too many people that got houses. Bro, I like. I don't. Even, I'm. I'm not even ready to experience that that yet. But yeah. So one of my man's bought a house during the pandemic last year, and he was talking about pandemic last year. We still in this pandemic. Right. <laughs> bought a house during the lockdown last year and was stressed. So just make sure you don't leave like a hundred thousand cash or something on the table. Uh, man, listen, <laughs> I'm, gonna have to ta- I'm gonna have to take that shit to my stomach or something to make sure right. I don't walk out the crib and leave that joint. But yeah, man. Um other than that though, those are those are my whose man's is this. You got any more? No, I don't got no more. It's been all right. It's been good for you then. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, this was episode 64. We definitely missed y'all. We're going to keep holding things down. 
We're going to continue to dedicate these episodes each and every week to your girl, Roxy, because she was always in a mix with us and will always be in a mix with us. It's your big dog, Kid Six, Chi-Town's finest, Carlton, your dig, your girl, Leah, and good spirits holding things down as always and always behind the scenes so effing classy. Until next time, we out of here. Hold it down. <laughs>